With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, hello everybody. Stuart Watson and Ross Halls here to talk about the championship fixtures for season 2023-2024. Life comes at you fast. I can't believe we're at that stage already. Um, it doesn't feel like the season has finished that long ago, but football comes comes around again very quickly, and it feels very real, Ross, when those fixtures are out in black and white for us to look at, doesn't it? Yes, mate. It's um, it's the kind of you know the date on the calendar you look forward to, don't you, Stu? You look forward to it. Who you're going to start off with? Of course, you've got the Norwich games again, back in the championship. I'm, I'm like, you know, a kid at Christmas when the fixtures dropped. I was like, oh, who are we going to get? What's our year schedules to? Because we're going to be going to these games home and away. I'm excited, my friend. I think everybody looks at these differently from a personal point of view. I'm sure everybody will looking at what game falls on my birthday and what game clashes with my holiday and, and things like that. For us, it's what what uh, bad away trips we've got on midweeks and things like that, because we'll be at them all, home and away, as per usual, giving you uh, coverage. Um, but we thought we'd have a little look at them today. Um, spoiler, they play everybody twice, home and away. But it's, it's a very different look to the fixtures. Ipswich have been four years away from the championship, a division that maybe people were getting a little bit bored of. Set 17 years in, I think it was, of, of the championship. But um, who knew that it would take four years to, to get back to this level? And now all of a sudden, we're looking at this thinking, oh, some bigger stadiums and better clubs to uh, to play against now, isn't it? So um, I know you're away on holiday at the moment, Ross. You're away in uh, visiting family in Naples in Italy, aren't you? So thanks for joining me today. If there's some distractions in the background, we'll we'll plough on. But um, what's your first first reaction to to the fixtures? Let's start with the opener, shall we? Sunderland away on the Sunday at five o'clock because it's uh, on Sky, it's on television. What, what did you make of that one? Welcome back to the Championship, Stu. Sky Sports. Um, I know we had a few in League One, didn't we? But um, I just I had that feeling, you know, Richard's Town back in the Championship, and if we get a big team, they're going to put it on Sky, because they want to play it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Sunderland, you know, I like that, to be fair. You know, get the away trip out of the way early, the long ones. Um, Sunday, not ideal. But... Um, but yeah, I was on the I was actually on the plane when the fixture dropped. I quickly looked and I was like, okay, Sunderland away. And I was looking at other dates and I was like, I'm just going to forget about that for a brief moment. So I'm on a plane, getting ready to go to Naples. But uh, Tony Mowbray, of course, factor as well. Um, we've had our battles with Sunderland in the past. So um, maybe not a bad start of the championship once again for town. Maybe, you know, a nice little test because they got into the playoffs, didn't they, Stu? Mm. They finished in the playoffs. They lost in the semis, of course. But um, a good test for Kieran McKenna and co., for the, the start of the championship campaign. But yeah, Stu, you're looking forward to a Sunday trip, maybe an overnight, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Sunderland's a really good good marker, I think, for the first game, a bit like Bolton at home was last season. It gives, gives us an early indication of 
how competitive Ipswich will be. Obviously, um, those first games are always a, can be a little bit misleading because people are still getting their squads sorted and transfers in and out. But um, stadium alike, it's a great stadium. I think they were the uh, highest average attendance in the whole of the Championship last season, nearly 40,000 there. Uh, the away fans, unless I'm mistaken, are up in the gods, aren't they, at, uh, up at Sunderland? Um, forget the fact it's five o'clock on a Sunday. The, the, uh, the Blues fans will go there in their numbers, in their thousands, I'm, I'm sure. And um, many more will be watching uh, afar on TV. It's a good little spotlight on Ipswich um, to see how, how far they've progressed. So, yeah, looking forward to this one. Yeah, and... You always look forward to the first fixture, don't you, Stu? You know, you, this is, as you said, put down a marker. We're town back in the championship. Um, you want to get off with a win. Um, and Sunderland's, yeah, they're, 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 they're Strengthford, haven't they? They've signed some players. Tony Mowbray, uh, wasn't there like a little rumour about him maybe losing his job? But he's, he's still there, isn't he? Yeah, there was talk about that, wasn't there, immediately after their, their playoff semi-final defeat to Luton, who, of course, went on to to win the final and get promoted. I mean, they sneaked into sixth, I think, on the final day, didn't they, Sunderland? Um, fantastic achievement from them to get promoted and finish sixth in their first season. That that gives Ipswich hope, of course, that they can be competitive themselves in that division. Little subplot with Ellis Sims, who Sunderland would quite like to get back after he did so well there on loan in the first half of last season. Ipswich, we know, are an interested party as well with the uh, the young Everton striker. So, yeah, Mowbray, Sims, big crowd, TV, um, all in all, quite a quite a good little game to start with, I would say. And Broadhead as well, Nathan Broadhead, of course. Yeah. So, oh, so many talking points still. I think Championship, we, we had talking points in League One, but going to the Championship, I look at all the teams we play, there's just, there's going to be one talking point, or there's going to be multiple talking points. Uh, should we look at August, do then, as a whole? Because um, it's actually... On paper, it's actually a tough month, really, for town. You know, Stoke City at home is the first Portland Road game. That's always the exciting one in it, Stu. Um, the new pitch, that's going to be exciting. Scene tickets are going to be crazy as well. Uh, thoughts on that one, my friend? Yeah, well, the, I think Ipswich were quite... Before the Stoke game, we've got a cup match. And Ipswich have yes. drawn Bristol Rovers at home in the first yes. round of the Carabao Cup. Um I don't think the club will be too... I think they were hoping probably for an away draw because they, they requested that first match to be away from home to give themselves a bit of extra time just to bed in this new multi-million pound pitch, which is kind of part artificially stitched, part nat natural grass. Um, they'll be fine because they obviously getting promotion done without the need of the playoffs gave them that extra few weeks they needed. Um, but yes, that first game back at Portman Road will be a cup match against Bristol Rovers. But the one that I think people will really get excited about is the first proper home league game, and that's Stoke City on Saturday the 12th of August. Um, not played them for a little while. Not uh, as many of these, these clubs, of course. Um, QPR away, who really struggled uh, last season. Gareth Ainsworth came in. Um, I see Les Ferdinand's just left his position as sporting director there. Andre Dezel, former Ipswich player amongst their ranks. So that's that's got a few subplots there. Leeds just down from the Premier League at home. And then maybe another Carabao Cup fixture to finish the month. We'll see. But um, I think that's an OK first month, actually, looking at that. The, uh, I think um, it's not a bad little way for Ipswich to feel their way back into second tier football, I would say. Yeah, I said I, I, you know, said at the start on paper it's a bit tricky 
Because you just never know what you can expect from these teams. Because, yeah, Stoke, they've got Alex Neil in charge, um, of course, former Norwich manager. Um, they finished, just looking at the table now, they finished 16th, so not a great position for them. But they had Burst and Selina last year. I won't talk about him because, you know, no one wants to talk about him right now. Um, but, yeah... Leeds. I think I think we can have a summer off from talking about Burson Salina. Sorry, it's, it's about time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everybody. I don't know why I said it. I just he was there last year, and I, you know, he's not there now because he's back. You know, he's the French club, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, QPR, as you mentioned, Azel. You got also the town players. You know, you've got Massimo Longo, Dominic Ball as well. Up mm. oh, sub subplots galore. We're just yeah. every game. We're just going to go. Yeah, player there, player there, manager there. You know, game there, rivalry there. Um, but yeah, Leeds, QPR, two good games, you know, QPR um, away, Loftus Road. I've actually missed going there too, which probably will shock a few people, but it's just a nice setup there, isn't it? it it's a London Me game. Me too. Well. Yeah, I like Loftus Road. Good ground, great pies as well. But uh, that, that opening month on, on paper, Sunderland, if you want to put a positive spin on this, a team that's just kind of lost in the playoff semis and, and is going through a little bit of a rebuild might not be a bad time to, to face them early on while they're trying to sort of lick their wounds and and go again Stoke and QPR both finished well down the table last season and then Leeds might still be getting their house in order following relegation yet to appoint a new manager still at this stage so um, might not be a bad time to face them we don't really know who how this division is going to kind of pan out until we're 10-15 games in but as I say, you can put. You, I think you can put a positive spin on that first month for Ipswich, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's okay. Yeah, I think so too. Um, September then, Stu, um, five games, uh, three away, two at home. Um, one is going to be on a Wednesday night. Was it Tuesday night? I'm trying to get the fixtures properly, the dates. I'm always bad with dates and when they should be. To, I know Southampton is the game I'm talking about. Um, Tuesday night. Just got the date. Just got the date right. Um, so, yeah. No, it's a Tuesday night. I'll read them out, Ross. Yeah, read them out. Saturday the 2nd, Cardiff at home. Then we get an international break. Oof. We've had those for a little while, have we? No. So, a couple of weeks without football. Then Sheffield Wednesday away. Southampton away on the Tuesday night, as you say. Blackburn at home. And then Huddersfield away. So, um yeah, rivalries renewed with Sheffield Wednesday. A couple of 2-2 two, two draws with them last season. So I'm looking forward to, to those games, not only against them, but Plymouth as well this season. Um, Southampton, another team just down, um, have now finally appointed Russell Martin. That's rumbled on for a while. Another former Norwich, uh, or another Norwich connection in the dugout at, at a rival club. Um, Neil Warnock at Huddersfield. Pantomime villain. That's always good fun, isn't it? So, yeah, another interesting set of fixtures there in September. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to St Mary's. I haven't been there for a while as well. But on a Tuesday night, I'm like, oh, sometimes you look at these fixtures and go, why why that stadium on a Tuesday night? But, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, Russell Martin, Norwich connection. That's another thing. Another talking point, subplot, you know, galore. Uh, Neil Warnock is going to be a lot. I'm going to enjoy those games too, aren't we? New versus old to, you know, Two managers, very different paths in their careers, and Neil Warnock's already come out in the even in his like message of, you know, signing a new deal. He's like looking forward to going to his old clubs again, like you know, like it's with Sheffield Wednesday and stuff like that. He's got um, enough of them, that's for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He, um, he revels yeah, in it. He was, Neil was due to come and do a, few, a bit of a tour yeah. of sort of after dinner speaking. Ipswich was on the agenda. 
one of our colleagues, Tom Can, on the news desk spoke to Neil ahead of that, and he, he had a few good stories about facing Ipswich over the years. He obviously, uh, it all, the rivalry with him kind of started when uh, he was Sheffield United manager and they were dubbed the, the Norwich of the North, weren't they? Some good battles with Warnock sides. More recently, Cardiff getting into uh, a bit of a fight with um, who was the big centre-half that got Sol sent Bamba. off. Sol Bamba. yeah, that was, I remember that at Portman Road, those two having a, a bit of a face-off on the touchline. So there's always there's always something with Neil Warnock when it comes to those Ipswich games. So yeah, end of end of September is um, is when they'll cross paths with Miss, Mr Warnock for the first time. Indeed, and yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, as you mentioned, Stu, bringing that rivalry back. And sorry if there's any uh, background noise. Basically, I'm I'm here at um, a family home in Naples, and there's kids and people speaking Italian. I'm trying my best to learn Italian, but still, I'm, I'm struggling, my friend. <laughs> we've got to, we've got to use Google Translate on our phones, which is you know modern technology is great. But um, yeah, I wish I could speak Italian. But anyway, Stu, let's talk about October then, my friend. Three home games, two away games. Let, let the viewers, listeners know. They, they'll know it already, but our thoughts on it. Yeah, it's the first sort of double home, double header. And I always look out for those because I always think when you play two home games in the space of a week, it really gives you a chance to get some momentum going and, and turbocharge your season. Um, the reference point for that I'll always make is the 14-15 season where Ipswich won, won those home double headers, I think, two or three times. Um, to really to really get the season motoring. So Hull at home and Preston at home on the third on the Tuesday Saturday respectively at the start of October. Another little international break and Rotherham away, Bristol City away, which will be uh, I see you've dubbed the Mark Ashton Derby in the piece that you wrote this morning. Um, be interesting to see what sort of reception Towns CEO gets on his return to Ashton Gate. And then, um, and then Plymouth at home. Let's talk about November, my friend. October's out of the way. It's getting cold in the UK, as we you know expect. The cold winter months are here, and uh, we've got an away trip to Birmingham, home tr- game against Swansea, away trip to West Brom, and Millwall at home. Um, thoughts on those four games in November, and of course, we don't have to worry about the FA Cup first round. Don't have to worry no. about that until the third round in January. So that's that's another good thing out of the way. Yeah, we're not worrying about the FA Cup at this stage. We're not worrying about the Papa John's Trophy either. Um, there is another little international break there in November. So the, these are all the new things that Ipswich are, are crossing. Now they're in the Championship. But yeah, Birmingham away. Swansea at home. Who's going to be their new manager? I think that's uh, being reported that Michael Duff might move across from Barnsley. So that'd be interesting to see what they're like this season. Um, West Brom away, Millwall at home on a Wednesday night. November's November's normally sort of sacking season when clubs get a bit twitchy. You look at the number of managers that got sacked and the last season in the Championship, it was a lot. We're, we're pretty confident and hopeful that Ipswich are going to be in a, in a stable place. Kieran McKenna, new four-year deal, but could some of those teams they're coming up against get, be getting a little bit twitchy at that stage and can... Can Ipswich take advantage? Um, yeah, no, November sacking season. It's always very interesting. Yeah, indeed. Now, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, going back to West Brom. I haven't been to West Brom for a while. And of course, that's another Mark Ashton, Michael Leary sort of connection as well, isn't it? Because they're like, got, you know, been there for a long time, um, you know, as fans, but also as, you know, they've worked there as well. So it's going to be a nice little reunion, I'm sure, there as well. Um, Stu, 
December on paper, my friend, is a big mm-hmm. month. Boxing Day, we're at home, which is good, but there's a lot of games, and of course, there's one big fixture. We'll get on to that in a sec, though, Stu, but let's talk about it as a, a big because it's a big month, loads of games. Yeah, uh, well, we've got seven games in December. Um, not just the number of games, but this like, this jumps off the page as soon as you looked at these fixtures in terms of um, the teams that they're facing in that period. Um, Coventry at home, Middlesbrough away, two teams that have just finished in the playoff semi in the playoffs, uh, top six. Watford away midweek, straight off the back of, of going to Middlesbrough, um, who had a reasonable home record, I think, last season at Vicarage Road. Then it's the first East Anglian derby. Finally, we get to the middle of December and we get that first East Anglian derby. It's at Portman Road. Um, Leeds away, just down from the Premier League. Leicester at home on Boxing Day, just down from the Premier League. And then QPR at home to finish off the calendar year. Um, That looks like a challenging month on paper. I think by the time we get to the end of 2023, we're going to have a pretty good idea of just how competitive Ipswich are going to be at championship level, I would say. Yeah, it's tasty though, and it's still December. Just, the, the, just big, big teams, and yeah, the derby is back, my friend. We're gonna have to, as you said, we've got, there's a long wait until December for that. We've we've been hoping up even now already, but now we've got to wait until December to do the big previews and look ahead to that game. Sam Walsey, Kieran McKenna, all the players are going to talk up, I'm sure. But yeah, it's it normally happens in August or September time, like December fixture, just before Christmas as well. So it's going to be mm. a bit chilly at Portland Road, but. Um, it's going to be a great atmosphere, I'm sure. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that didn't that didn't come earlier. We've waited a long time for these matches to return, and um, it's one of the last set of games in that that first half of the season. The reason I wanted it early is it just feels like Norwich are, are a bit worried about this fixture at the moment. Um, the mood music over the border isn't great at the moment uh, after their mid-table finish last season. Stuart Webber's left. They seem to be sort of in the, the Ipswich town cycle of a few years ago under Marcus Evans, where maybe the money's just starting to, to dry out a little bit. They've, they've made some sort of pragmatic, uh, experienced free agent signings so far. And Ipswich are the team that are kind of looking like uh, they're more upwardly mobile and ambitious at the moment. So you hoped that that fixture would come early and it could be a bit of a tone setter, but, but we'll have to wait. And it'll be interesting to see what sort of state both clubs are in come, uh, come mid-December. Indeed. And still, I always do this because I always look out for Boxing Day because you always want to know where you're going to go. And there's always that prediction. We always get QPR away on, a, on in the championship. But we're at home against Leicester City, who um, not long ago won the Premier League, my friend. Um, of course, a lot of change there. There'll be a new look team. But um, not a bad game for Boxing Day. For fans, you know, it'd be a Christmas festive game as well because people will be just finishing off their Christmas dinners. Boxing Day, that's always a fixture people look out for. So, yeah, it's nice. We've got another home game as well. Always great to be at home on Boxing Day. Um, Oxford last year was great. 3-0 home win. It's just nice for people to uh, to come out to the football t- together. Um, quite a lot of people have family visiting and maybe take them to the game as well. That will be... Tickets for that game will be like gold dust. I'm sure that will almost certainly be a, a full house at Portman Road. Uh, yeah, Leicester City, recent Premier League champions down. They're going to lose a lot of big players this summer, Madison, Barnes. But some some will stay. Jamie Vardy, I think, is probably going to hang around. And that's, um, that's a tasty match on Boxing Day, I think. Um, one that I think people will be very much looking forward to. 
Indeed, but Stu, New Year's Day, happy New Year, 2024, kicks off in Stoke. Um, yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah, that's the trade-off, isn't it? You get a home day game on Boxing Day, it probably means you're going to be away on New Year's Day. Um, so, yeah, anyone who's nursing their hangovers might be feeling a bit sorry for themselves on uh, in the back of some cars or coaches heading up to, uh, to Stoke on New Year's Day. Um, yeah, can you do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? I don't know if that phrase really holds much water anymore, but uh, it will be a Monday afternoon slash evening. I don't know what time that game will kick off uh, on New Year's Day against Stoke. Then we get the FA Cup third round, where Ipswich will enter the competition. Um, Sunderland at home, Leicester away, and then Rotherham at home, which might have to be rearranged if Ipswich can, uh, if Ipswich can get through in the Cup. Yeah, of course, we didn't mention, did we, Stu? Of course, all these fixtures are subject to change because of cup um, progression, TV choices and all that, because now in the Championship, you know, Sky love Championship games, don't they? And it's with town. They're playing one of those big boys, and we're a big boy as well. Although going into a bigger pond, normally we're the big boys in a smaller pond in the League One, but now in the Championship, my friend, there's some big teams in this division. We're ready to well, I'm ready. I would imagine Leeds will, will get the majority of their games picked because they always do. Um, but yeah, I think broadcasters, Ipswich are going to appeal to them. They'll want vibrant, full stadiums as the backdrop to their to their TV coverage and Portman Road is going to provide that. And if they can, if Ipswich can be a competitive force and be towards that top end of the table, I'm sure a lot of their games will be picked. The, the two East Anglian derbies, Will, will almost certainly be on there, which will probably mean them being moved from either from the Saturdays or to, to earlier kickoffs as, as normally happens, um, which I think is a bit unnecessary, to be honest. But there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I, I imagine there's going to be a few more games on TV. And I'm a bit more comfortable about that. There was a time where we, we kept talking about the TV curse. I think we, we've McKenna and co have finally sort of put that to bed last year with a with a few performances and results on on TV, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that's that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, the curse, the TV curse, and other other curses that we had. You know, we we progressed in the FA Cup. Don't have to worry about that anymore, Stu. But now it's just beating some of these teams we struggled to beat in the Championship for many years. In February, we had Preston away, West Brom at home, Millwall away, Swansea away, and Birmingham at home. Which sort of game sticks out in February? It's on paper, it's not a bad month, really. Well, I'm pleased Preston away has come quite deep <laughs> into the season because we're we're going there for a pre-season friendly um, next month, which is ridiculous, slightly ridiculous from our point of view. Look, I know why they've done it because it's to give them a, a good championship test, and um, they're not picking these games for for us or the fans. It's for for, for preparations, but. I was half thinking that Preston away was going to come out for the first game and we'd be going there twice in the space of a few weeks. But no, that comes a bit later on. Um, what else have we got in there? Yeah, Swansea away. That was the scene of uh, or the day where Ipswich won 3-2 and that kind of prolonged Paul Hurst job for a little little while. It's the last time Ipswich went to Swansea. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking at these fixtures and... Yes, it's going to be a step up. Yes, it's going to be a bigger challenge. But I'm not fearful of it either, to be honest, looking looking at all these clubs and all these teams. Ipswich, I think, look like they should comfortably sort of deserve to be in this division. Um, as McKenna, as Kieran McKenna keeps saying, he's not 
naive enough to know that the squad does need to improve and the challenges are going to be bigger. But I just feel good about Ipswich at the moment and um, not just what they've got, but what they're going to add as well and the backing that they've got that, that they can go into this. And I'm, I'm looking at all these games thinking, yeah, they can be competitive, especially when you look at... You know, Sunderland finishing in the playoffs last season, Luton getting promoted, Coventry being in the in the top six. Why why can't Ipswich be uh, in that top half at least and and be sort of in in that playoff picture? Yeah, definitely. Still love that positive positive mindset going into to the first championship season after four years in League One, my friend. But I'm fearful of March though, Stu. There's three long away days down there. Uh, Plymouth to start off with a trip down to Devon. Then Bristol City at home. Cardiff City away, though. Then Sheffield Wednesday at home. Then Blackburn Rovers away. Back mm-hmm. to Ewood Park for the first time in a while. What's your thoughts on that? Fair bit of mileage, isn't there, isn't there? Plymouth, Cardiff and Blackburn. Yeah, I hadn't sort of clocked that when uh, getting deep into the season and minds and legs are getting a little bit tired. Um, that's that's not, not ideal, but um, that's why Ipswich have got all the extra staff they've got now doing sports science and nutrition and staying in the hotels that they do. And I'm sure they'll be flying to a lot of these away games next season. Um, probably when we did this review, of the, this preview of the fixtures last summer, we looked at, oh, oops, which I've got to go to Barnsley and Derby and Peterborough away during the run in their difficult games on paper and look how that played out. So um, it's impossible really to know at this stage what, March, April's going to hold for any of these these clubs at this stage because the squads will look very different to what they are now. The clubs will have changed manager probably once or twice, <laughs> potentially. So, um, yeah, a lot of mileage there in March uh, is probably my main takeaway. Yeah, that's straight away. You know, every month you're looking what you've got to travel and I just saw bloody hell. Plymouth always stands out because that's so far away from everybody. I always feel sorry for Plymouth, to be fair. They have to do a lot of the mileage because they have to go up, up the map when we've just got to go down there. They've got to go up at every time. Um, but yeah, that's the one that really stands out in March. And I want to quickly, before we move on to April as a whole, Stu, I want to quickly talk about the Easter fixtures because we've got, of course, Blackburn Rovers on Good Friday and then Southampton on Easter Monday. Um, of course, they're quick turnarounds as well. You know, we're going to be going from Blackburn and then going back to Portland Road against Southampton, who we don't know where, where they're going to be in terms, you know, Russell Martin, what's he going to do there? They, they're going to, of course, want to get back, straight back to the, um, the Premier League. Um, and of course, that is going to be the start of the running. But um, yeah, thoughts on the Easter fixtures? Yeah, Southampton at home will be, will be a really good one on Easter Monday, much like Leicester on Boxing Day. I think that's a game that people will really look forward to Easter Monday. Hopefully the weather's starting to, to get nice at that point. Hopefully Ipswich are, are in the mix. And that's when it really starts to get exciting. Easter for me is kind of the official start of the running or certainly when th- things start to hot up over that weekend. So, um, yeah, Blackburn away, Southampton at home. Look forward to it. Then it gets tasty, too, because, yeah, the running does start and it starts off with a trip up the road against Norwich. We've had the home game. We don't know the outcome just yet, but we'll find out how we're going to get on at Carroll Road. Um, then, of course, we've got Watford at home, Middlesbrough at home, Coventry away and Hull City away to end April. Um, that's another tough month, really. And, yeah, the Norwich game, that's going to be the start of that, that massive running, my friend. 
Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Kieran McKenna starting any fake fights on the touchline, are we, at Carrow Road? We've got a slightly different type of personality in charge of Ipswich going into these East Anglian derbies. He's done a fair bit of media this morning, has Kieran. He's been on Sky, he's been on Talk Sport, and uh, he's obviously been asked about these Norwich games and says, look, I'm fully aware of how fierce this rivalry is. Probably didn't know quite how big it was till you come and live in this part of the world. I think around the country, people don't really probably think of Ipswich Norwich as being a fierce rivalry, but you come and live here and you soon start to realise, despite there being 40-odd miles between them and a county border, it's a, it's a proper derby. Um, and Kieran sort of says, I can't leave my house at the moment or get within a mile or so of Ipswich Town Centre without someone stopping me and telling me you have to win these games. So um, Ipswich, of course, will have a couple of local boys in their team in Harry Clark and Luke Wolfenden, who have already made it pretty clear that they're they're fired up for this one. I think Sam Morsey's the sort of character as a captain that will be bang up for a derby day as well. So, um, yeah, going to Carrow Road, six from the end. Love it. Can't wait. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, man. Oh, I've like when I started this job, it was the the season we got relegated and um, we had some bad games. Basically, my first ever proper game covering town in a derby was that Paul Lambert incident, which was which was great, you know, for content wise. But um, in terms of watching it and as a town fan, it was not a great day. So uh, this is the year to do a new generation of town fans. I hope they're going to see improvement and it's going to be Just I can't. I'm buzzing for it, my friend. Yeah, and we've had to talk about Paul Lambert's incident. We got Mick McCarthy's um, yeah. f off to the fans at Carroll Road as well after the uh, after the late goals there that day. So yeah, I don't think Kieran McKenna is going to be repeating either of those sets of behaviour. He's a, an altogether sort of calmer man, I think, in in the moment. I might be wrong. I know there's a bit of Irish uh, temperament and fire in him, which uh, he insists there is that side to him, but. Um, I can't see him sort of going to those levels on on Derby Day. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. I'm sure he'll be pumped up for it, but yeah, I'm sure he's gonna. As you said, on the touchline, he'll be his normal self, professional self, getting the job done. Um, and we've really mentioned him, Stu, but I want to quickly talk about the two back-to-back home games and away games before the final game. Um, so we've got two back-to-back away game, a home game, sorry, against Watford and Middlesbrough, which are going to mm-hmm. be tough games. And then you've got Coventry City and Hull City away. Four big games going into the run, and we don't know where town are going to be at that stage. But four really big games home and away. Yeah, well, if you include sort of the Easter Monday game against Southampton yeah. in there, that's three home games out of four at the start yeah. of April. Um, with the Norwich game in between, that's a real opportunity, much like last season, to you start to get on a winning run and everyone believes and. You can start to charge towards the line. That's the hope when you look at those fixtures on page. Um, Coventry and, and Hull away. Tricky games, I guess you could say, um, look, looking at them. but And then Huddersfield at home to finish. Mr Warnock coming to Portman Road for, for the final game. Um, I would imagine they'll be down there and just and trying to keep their, their head above water again this season. So that's, that's not a bad game for Ipswich to finish on. If they're if they're trying to get a result on the final day, hopefully, as I say, it's you can read over read into these these fixtures. We won't really know what the rhythm of the season looks like till we're into it um, properly. But right now, I'm just excited going through it and looking at all these different teams and realizing 
Um, it's the first time that it feels real that you're looking at it and going, yeah, actually, Ipswich aren't going with the greatest respect to Forest Green and Morecambe and Accrington and places like that. Um, they're going to to big, well-supported football clubs that are that are on a par historically and fan base-wise and all those things. It feels like Ipswich belong at this level. They've had to work hard to prove that they belong at this level, but they're back there now. And not only are they back, the hope is that they're they're going to not just be making up the numbers. They're they're going to be here to uh, to compete. So um, yeah, bring it on! It can't come quick enough this season. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, my friend. Um, it could have been worse, couldn't it, Stu? On paper, it could have been worse. There could be some worse away games on a Wednesday night, blah, blah, blah. I know we've got Bristol City on a Wednesday night, which is not ideal. But there's um, That's another new thing, Stu, for us to get used to. There's Wednesday night fixtures. There's a few in the, the calendar. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Is that a new thing now? Is that generally what, what they do in the Championship? We're used to Tuesday nights, aren't we? So Wednesdays will uh, take a bit of getting used to as well. But yeah, you're right. There's no... there's. I don't think there's nothing too bad there in terms of long trips. You're always going to get one or two. But, um, yeah, you've got to play them all twice, Ross, at some point, home and away. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just nice looking through it all. As I say, I'm sure everybody watching this has got their own reasons for certain games that they can and can't get to and um, stuff like that. So, yeah, I just hope everyone's kind of enjoyed looking through them today and it's just whetted the appetite for uh, for the season ahead. Yeah, I actually synced up my calendar on my phone for the first time in ages. I don't know why I've probably just because of League One. I'm like, uh, uh, I, I know I'm going to go to Forest Green. I know I'm going to go to Fleetwood and stuff. No respect to those teams, but now I've synced it up. And now, still, every time I look, oh, there's that fixture, that fixture. And I'm sure everyone's now booking, as you said, their birthdays or their, you know, a weekend away. You know, we've got we've got the two, you know, trips to Wales. So I'm sure people will be up for those games and just all these other trips. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone is buzzing and um, just planning out their year, just like you and me, still, my friend. Look forward to it, Ross. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on on your holiday. I'll let you get back to it, and I'll uh, I'll see you when you're back on uh, on British soil. Tom.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.